0: Hello and welcome to the Lazy Book Club podcast, the book club for those who don't want to read or leave the house. My name is Matt
1: Gonzalez.
0: Aloha! It's David Cox.
1: And I'm Josh Matheson.
0: And this week we are looking at chapter two of The 39 Steps. No, um,
2: no, Matt, we're looking at chapter 39 of The
0: Two Steps.
2: Imagine if it's called The Two Steps. It's
0: like <laughs> It's a dance move, isn't it? A two-step? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Two. yeah okay, good. That's, that's all just... I can do, really. That's where I live. It's the extent of my dancing knowledge, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Every dance school, just two-step in the corner and hope for the best. Take
1: me to a wedding, that's what, what
0: you're doing. What
2: dance 39 steps be? That would be like... The first sort <laughs> of, like... agree. Okay, this is the 39 steps. How many steps are there in this? 39.
0: Oh, my goodness. That's basically what I call time steps. Time steps in tap dance are essentially 39 steps. That's why I can't yeah. do them.
1: Like, I don't know what they are, but I know that I can't do them.
0: Yes. Exactly. I like gin in
2: my tonic, and I like it on the rocks. That's how I like Is the that your too. time
1: step?
0: <laughs> That's what
2: we thought at college <laughs> when we were doing it. I like vodka in my tonic. That's for a double, and then triple time step would be, I like Malibu in my tonic, which would be horrible. I <laughs> love I like the fact the... that
0: they make it alcohol-related to make you it relate the to the students. The students. I'll, protect yeah. identity. I'll
2: protect identity, but yeah, our my, my dance teacher was known for enjoying a drink a Last
0: week, we met Richard Hannay, our protagonist, who was bored of London. He was walking around going, oh, life is rubbish and nothing interesting ever happens. And all I do is not work lunch. because I have loads dinner. of money and I go to the gentleman's club and, yeah, have lunch and dinner and that's about it. And then his neighbour upstairs comes into his house and tells him some story about, I know there's an assassination plot against the Greek premier that's going to kick off World War One. It's dystopian, isn't it? It's like, as Yes. If, yeah, yes.
2: it was like, as if it was Greek, but not Serbian. Yeah. Uh, or Aust- austro hungarian sorry.
0: So, the guy from upstairs lived with him for a little while, changed his identity. But then one day, Richard Hannay went out and came back and found him skewered to the floor with a Dagger sword right through his chest, and so he's dead. And so, Richard Hannay is now the only person who knows about this plot, and the only hope to stop World War One if he chooses to accept the mission that is and doesn't just go, Oh, well, and just carry on with his life. So, I'm hoping we find out what he decides to do. If it was done like a Bond film, we'd watch the first one, and then you'd
2: see like he'd be on the floor, and then it would turn into like a silhouette. And then yes, like oh, into the, theme. You'd get and then the, then the circle. Level. It'd be the yeah, the circle go <laughs> what, around. What
0: it, would, it would be oh, Billy, I'd be like Juulipa.
2: it'd be like Leaper.
1: It's like <laughs> thirty nights day. I'm not gonna share my word. Thirty nights <laughs> They always
2: have like some sort of like book, don't they? Which is Bondy.
0: I want Bond-y. a Bond theme done by like Snoop Dogg or someone like that. I think that would be yeah. brilliant. It's the double, I'm the double O oh seven. Double yeah. to gen, yes, yes, it, it, it kind of does. <laughs> Anyway, we're totally off topic. So we get to this chapter.
1: <laughs> yeah, all right, then.
0: <laughs> Let's dive in.
1: Here we go. Chapter two. I d- I literally as 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 I said that I heard someone go on a little tinny. <laughs> who's drink? Who's? I can't see anyone. Who's ah. drinking right now? Who's on the beach? Well,
0: I've got a coffee, so it's definitely all right.
1: not me. Well, you could be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's no- David's got an empty uh, glass. It must be then, filled. I don't know we-, yes. we
2: record on weeknights, don't we? And I've normally got yeah. work the
1: next day. It was hilarious. I actually said chapter 2 and then I had <laughs> <laughs> oh, I feel like <laughs> jealous. I <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, thanks for rubbing <laughs> it in. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, take 2. Chapter 2. The milkman sets out on his travels. I sat down in an armchair and felt very sick. That lasted for maybe five minutes, and was succeeded by a fit of the horrors. The poor, staring, white face on the floor was more than I could bear, and I managed to get a tablecloth over it. Then I staggered to a cupboard, found the brandy, and swallowed several mouthfuls. I had seen men die violently before. Indeed, I had killed a few myself in the Matabele War. But this cold-blooded indoor business was different. Still, I managed to pull myself together. I looked at my watch and saw that it was half past ten.
0: I can kind of understand it. I mean, obviously, I've never killed anybody. But the idea, oh. obviously, when you're at war, right. you know, you probably expect it. But when you walk into your own house, you don't yeah, expect sure. to see a body on the floor. In a domestic you...
1: setting, it's like... yeah. yeah.
0: It'd be really jarring because you'd be like, this is out of place. Like, a dead body on a battlefield isn't out of place. It's still traumatic, but not jarring, you know.
1: Very true. An idea seized me, and I went over the flat with a small tooth comb. There was nobody there, nor any trace of anybody. But I shuttered and bolted all the windows and put the chain on the door. By this time, my wits were coming back to me, and I could think again. It took me about an hour to figure the thing out, and I did not hurry, for unless the murderer came back, I had till about six o'clock in the morning for my cogitations. I was in the soup, that was pretty clear. Any shadow of a doubt I might have had about the truth of Scudder's tale was now gone. The proof of it was lying under the tablecloth. The men who knew that he knew what he knew had found him. (laughs) <laughs> and I <I'd> take it <laughs> Everyone I love loves sent- one of those. I love sentences like that it's the It's the whole
0: friend's thing, isn't it? They don't know that we know <laughs> that they know that we know yeah. <laughs> it's well,
1: like, there's great,
2: you can get like five you knows in so when you know you know you know you know you <laughs> know I know I love the question
0: mark <laughs> on the end, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: The men who knew that he knew what he knew had found him, and had taken the best way to make certain of his silence. Yes, but he had been in my rooms for four days, and his enemies must have reckoned that he had confided in me. So I would be the next to go. It might be that very night, or next day, or the day after, but my number was up all right. Then, suddenly, I thought of another probability. Supposing I went out now and called in the police, or went to bed and let Paddock find the body and call them in the morning, what kind of a story was I to tell about Scudder? I had lied to Paddock about him, and the whole thing looked desperately fishy. If I made a clean breast of it and told the police everything he had told me, they would simply laugh at me. The odds were a thousand to one that I would be charged with the murder. And the circumstantial evidence was strong enough to hang me. Few people knew me in England. I had no real pal who could come forward and swear to my character. Perhaps that was what those secret enemies were playing for. They were clever enough for anything, and an English prison was as good a way of getting rid of me till after June 15th as a knife in my chest. If
0: it's the case he's got no friends, no wonder he's bored in London. Get some friends. See, this is it, yeah. Friends are really good for keeping you occupied. <laughs> Get a girlfriend.
1: It's all this going to the theatre by himself, yeah. being a bit miserable. <laughs> yeah, just have a mate.
2: <laughs> <laughs> You'd have thought he goes to like these gentlemen clubs all the time. You'd think he'd like,
1: I don't know, have maybe someone he like, plays
0: chess with or something. Be
1: Besides, if I told the whole story and by any miracle was believed, I would be playing their game. "'Karolides would stay at home, which was what they wanted. "'Somehow or other, the sight of Scudder's dead face "'had made me a passionate believer in his scheme. "'He was gone, but he had taken me into his confidence "'and I was pretty well bound to carry on his work. "'You may think this ridiculous for a man in danger of his life, "'but that was the way I looked at it. "'I'm an ordinary sort of fellow.' Not braver than other people, but I hate to see a good man downed, and that long knife would not be the end of Scudder if I could play the game in his place. It took me an hour or two to think this out, and by that time, I had come to a decision: I must vanish somehow and keep vanish till the end of the second week in June. Then I must somehow find a way to get in touch with the government people and tell them what Scudder had told me. I wish to heaven he had told me more, and that I had listened more carefully to the little he had told me, I knew nothing but the barest facts. There was a big risk that even if I weathered the other dangers I would not be believed in the end. I must take my chance of that, and hope that something might happen which would confirm my tale in the eyes of the government. My first job was to keep going for the next three weeks, It was now the twenty-fourth day of May, and that meant twenty days of hiding before I could venture to approach the powers that be. I reckoned that two sets of people would be looking for me, Scudder's enemies to put me out of existence, and the police, who would want me for Scudder's murder. It was going to be a giddy hunt, and it was queer how the prospect comforted me. I had been slack so long that almost any chance of activity was welcome. When I had to sit alone with that corpse and wait on fortune, I was no better than a crushed worm. But if my next safety was to hang on my own wits, I was prepared to be cheerful about it.
2: Can you imagine if um, James Bond just came out of, like, if there was like an origin story, and maybe one of the Bonds Mm. is, I don't know them well enough, and it just came out of like, oh, I was really bored, and then luckily (laughs) something happened. Uh, I fell back with a fireman, and he left me a card... And then that—that's what happens I'm
1: still in it all. Just there's think? always, there's always
2: like, is there, there's like the, um, there's like the Kingsman one. He's like lives on like a, he has like a rough upbringing. He's on a council estate. estate yeah. but he's had it all. And then there's like the Alex Rider, the Stormbreaker one, yeah. where he's kind of like an ordinary kid. But then, it, like, but then it's just like, oh, sport. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: um. So hang on, he's waited three weeks. What has he
1: done with the body? Is he just no, no, he's thinking cr- he's, his apartment out? No, he hasn't waited. He's, he's got to wait three weeks.
0: Oh, uh, okay. That's he's been the still Greek the same day. Prime, okay. premier's
1: coming. He's still thinking about it, but yeah, he's decided that he's okay. got, it's the 24th of May now, and he's got to wait till the 15th of June and then come out of hiding. That's right. Right, okay. Okay. And he's just so basically, this he's all trying
0: over. to work out how he's going to disappear. Yeah. So if you guys needed to disappear, how would you guys disappear?
1: I think it's got to be a a different identity. So I don't think I'd just disappear because I feel like it's Mm. because I I guess with a modern hat on, I guess I'm thinking 2021 where you really you can't get on a plane without, you know, everybody having to know who you are and whatever. You can't really go anywhere and there's nowhere that you could really go that was uncivilized enough Mm. to just disappear into in this in, you know. This country, so you'd have to create a fake identity and just change your appearance a little bit and do, go on the run that way and just be someone else.
0: Yeah, I think first portal call would probably be like, Right, empty your bank account and get all your money in cash because obviously, credit cards and a lot can be traced. Yeah, and then if you think like this guy that there's people watching your house, it's like, Well, as soon as I leave, I know they're gonna see where I've gone, so you'd need like a way to distract them to get out of the house. So I'd probably, like, order a large item, like a fridge or something, and then return it, but get in the box. <laughs> And then, like that's how you get away in the Amazon van, <laughs> do you know what I mean? And then you just jump out a few blocks. Later. Hang on, are you
1: expecting to be picked up and put in the van, or are you going to yes. like leave the bottom out and do a Woody and Buzz and just run with the foxes? Then... <laughs> oh, that second one's better. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're going to stop and do little eye holes in it. And yeah,
0: it's in, that, um, it's in Paddington as well, isn't it? You're a bin. You're a bin. Be the bin. Be the bin. <laughs> and he's like running through Paddington. St- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that that's that would be my plan. Yeah. Awesome David, plan. anything to add? I would I'd go out in the laundry. Um oh, okay. yeah so you'd, go,
2: you'd you'd have to, you'd have to go down into cuz I imagine those days there'd be like a floor which would just be that and it would probably get taken out to a one of these factories yeah. where people have to boil it basically. So I'd get that's how I'd get
0: out and I'd just nick a bike. I love that he did and... it, period. <laughs> and I did it modern day. I was that's like I'll yeah, jump yeah. in the Amazon van. <laughs> He's but like sorry, going in those days. I'm not being funny. It, in those days it was so much easier. Um yeah, it's true. That's
2: yeah. Yeah. No CCTV. A, a called the hunted on channel 4. Yeah. It's really oh. really good actually. Oh. It's like when it, I don't like that much reality TV but it's like generally entertaining because like they're being tracked by ex like ex police and like MI5 and they've got all this all the sort of phone triangulation data and they can like track down your relatives and all this sort of thing and yeah. they're like generally going deep um so you'd have to hope you've got a couple of people that you know um who aren't gonna who aren't gonna rat you out but also people that you know that aren't necessarily obvious so like a quite well-known family friend that's not going to find it weird that if you just turn up and like yeah. live in their garden yeah sure because that's where they go, go to your nearest and dearest first probably so you just—it's just about lying low. I don't like—I don't know how I—I I know for a fact I wouldn't be able to like, you know, when they're just like, ah, oh, and then I got the guy to like make a passport, and then they show them making the passports. I—I like, oh, I, do not know anyone like that. So yeah. I'd cycle to somewhere and like someone I kind of know, as I kind of remember where they lived, and just be like, I just need to live in your garden. It's a long story, but I'm in a lot of trouble. Just Can I just, just set
1: up camp in the shed, thanks. Yeah, yeah,
2: and pooing their flowers. <laughs> sure, <laughs> very nice. Unless they let you come in.
1: <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I love how the assumption is that there's such a distant relative. No, no, you'll have you'll have to poo on the on the flowers. I'm afraid you won't be able to. Come. <laughs> and then I'm again, sure.
0: um, it's been four weeks. Like,
1: I love it here. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: mean, I'm sure everybody listening is like, it's a really good job. None of us have to go on the run at any point because I don't think we'd be very. I think sick we'd all, all
1: fail miserably. Yeah. yeah, I'd be caught before I left South Woodford. I think.
0: Yeah. I'd need coffee too much. I'd be like, I'd I'd end
2: up in like a coffee shop within. 10 minutes? You'd you'd accidentally (laughs) use
1: your contactless in a costa and then immediately find you.
0: All they'd have to do is like pick it every coffee shop in a five mile radius and they'll catch me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) My next thought was whether Scudder had any papers about him to give me a better clue to the business. I drew back the tablecloth and searched his pockets, for I had no longer any shrinking from the body. The face was wonderfully calm for a man who'd been struck down in a moment. There was nothing in the breast pocket, and only a few loose coins in a cigar holder in the waistcoat. The trousers held a little penknife and some silver, and the side pocket of his jacket contained an old crocodile-skin cigar case. There was no sign of the little black book in which I had seen him making notes. That had, no doubt, been taken by his murderer, But as I looked up from my task, I saw that some drawers had been pulled out in the writing table. Scudder would never have left them in that state, for he was the tidiest of mortals. Someone must have been searching for something, perhaps for the pocketbook. I went round the flat and found that everything had been ransacked. The inside of books, drawers, cupboards, boxes, even the pockets of the clothes in my wardrobe, and the sideboard in the dining room. There was no trace of the book. Most likely the enemy had found it, but they had not found it on Scudder's body. Then I got out an atlas and looked at a big map of the British Isles. My notion was to get off to some wild district where my veldcraft would be some use to me, for I would be like a trapped rat in the city. I considered that Scotland would be best, for my people were Scotch, and I could pass anywhere as an ordinary Scotsman. I had half an idea at first to be a German tourist, for my father had had German partners, and I had been brought up to speak the tongue pretty fluently, not to mention having put in three years prospecting for copper in German Demaraland. But I calculated that it would be less conspicuous to be a Scot, and less in a line with what the police might know of my past, I fixed on Galloway as the best place to go. It was the nearest wild part of Scotland, so far as I could figure out, and from the look of the map was not over-thick with population. A search in Bradshaw informed me that a train left St Pancras at 7.10, which would land me at any Galloway station in the late afternoon. That was well enough, but a more important matter was how I was to make my way to St Pancras for I was pretty certain that Scudder's friends would be watching outside. This puzzled me for a bit, then I had an inspiration, on which I went to bed and slept for two troubled hours. I got up at four and opened my bedroom shutters. The faint light of a fine summer morning was flooding the skies, and the sparrows had begun to chatter. I had a great revulsion of feeling, and felt a God-forgotten fool. My inclination was to let things slide, and trust to the British police taking a reasonable view of my case. But as I reviewed the situation, I could find no arguments to bring against my decision of the previous night, so, with a wry mouth, I resolved to go on with my plan. I was not feeling in any particular funk, only disinclined to go looking for trouble, if you understand me. I hunted out a well-used tweed suit, a pair of strong-nailed boots, and a flannel shirt with a collar. Into my pockets I stuffed a spare shirt, a cloth cap, some handkerchiefs, and a toothbrush. I had drawn a good sum in gold from the bank two days before, in case Scudder should want money, and I took fifty pounds of it in sovereigns in a belt which I had brought back from Rhodesia. That was about all I wanted. Then I had a bath and cut my moustache, which was long and drooping into a short, stubbly fringe. Is
0: this time, I mean, they had banknotes, right? Is he using yeah, gold they, because they're less traced? Like, what? why take gold? Because he said as well that Scudder had silver with him. And it just seems a bit odd that they had, like, precious metals as currency rather yeah, than...
1: Oh, I mean, they had banknotes in the 19th century, didn't
0: they? Well, yeah, that's what I've thought. So it just seems a bit odd that Rather than just taking cash, he's he's because it's a lot heavier, isn't it? Gold weighs a ton. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. It's
2: not like <laughs> oh no, they're getting towards me. I need to run. <gasps> yeah, exactly. <laughs> ching, you, ching, you, ching, ching, <laughs> ching ching <laughs> <Yeah>. ching 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 ching
1: ching. It's like Pinocchio with his little coins that he buried uh, in a field.
2: Yeah, exactly. That's where he got them from.
1: Mm. Sequel. <laughs> now came the next step. Paddock used to arrive punctually at 7:30 and let himself in with a latch key but about 20 minutes to 7 as i knew from bitter experience the milkman turned up with a great clatter of cans and deposited my share outside my door i'd seen that milkman sometimes when i'd gone out for an early ride he was a young man about my own height with an ill-nourished moustache and he wore a white overall on him I staked all my chances.
0: What's an ill nourished moustache? Is that like a teenage bumble bluff moustache? Is that but what you yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I love you know, it's that, the like, like, moustache girth in these days. It is, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> a joke. What you're a joke. T- How virile you good. are depends on the length of your your moustache. I imagine
1: we're looking at sort of the 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 anti Flanders, aren't we? We're looking at the opposite mm. of a Ned moustache. Yeah, feel whatever you're I'm imagining. You imagine
0: like, that- uh, here's your milk, Mr. Hannay, kind of like you know, uh, <laughs> uh-huh. Monsters Inc. like, mustache. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. I'm imagining the teenagers. love,
1: those too. love those two. I went into the darkened smoking room where the rays of morning light were beginning to creep through the shutters. There, I breakfasted off a whiskey and soda and some biscuits from the cupboard. <laughs> That's not breakfast. <laughs> I mean, I've certainly had a few breakfasts like that in my time. but uh, <laughs> I mean, at least have, like, a bellini
0: or something. It's got some fruit juice in it or a Bloody Mary. Nope, just whiskey and yeah. soda. Straight in at the hard stuff.
1: <laughs> whiskey and a couple of shortbread is what he's I
0: would really need some Dutch courage, to be
2: honest. Like, it's quite undertaking. Yeah, yeah no, it's incentives. true. It's true. My but word. it just means as I
0: breakfasted, you'd just be like, I, I you know, knocked I back just, a whiskey and, and soda. Yeah,
1: yeah by this time it was getting on for 6 o'clock i put a pipe in my pocket and filled my pouch from the tobacco jar on the table by the fireplace as i poked into the tobacco my fingers touched Oops. oh yeah i did say that right as i poked into the tobacco my fingers touched something hard and i drew out scudder's little black pocketbook
0: <gasps>
1: oh that was good tea, luck.
0: the jar on the mantel.
1: Yeah, could
0: you imagine hey. if he hadn't looked in there?
1: My word. That seemed to me a good omen. I lifted the cloth from the body and was amazed at the peace and dignity of the dead face. Goodbye, old chap, I said. I'm going to do my best for you. Wish me well, wherever you are. Then I hung about in the hall, waiting for the milkman. That was the worst part of the business, for I was fairly choking to get out of doors. 6.30 passed, then 6.40, and still he did not come. The fool had chosen this day of all days to be late. At one minute after the quarter to seven, I heard the rattle of the cans outside. I opened the front door, and there was my man, singling out my cans from a bunch he carried and whistling through his teeth. He jumped a bit at the sight of me. Come in here a moment, I said. I want a word with you. And I led him into the dining room. I reckon you're a bit of a sportsman, I said, and I want you to do me a service. Lend me your cap and overall for ten minutes and here's a sovereign for you. He's gone for the um, Toad of Toad Hall exit. I'll just wear somebody else's clothes, which I guess is quite clever.
0: But then if people are watching, they would have seen him go in with the kid. I'm sure they don't look enough alike that just changing an apron and a hat's gonna make you think, Oh yeah, that's the same person that just walked
1: Well in. I mean maybe it's are a they? Shakespearean disguise where everyone just believes it. Yeah. His eyes opened at the sight of the gold and he grinned broadly. And he he says something and it's written very much in a London dialect. But would you like know. that kind of
0: You want that that voice break
1: quality? Yeah, voice break with
0: the London dialect.
1: Wash your game, he (laughs) asked. A bet, I said. I haven't time to explain, but to win it, I've got to be a milkman for the next ten minutes. All you've (laughs) got to do is stay here till I come back. You'll be a bit late, but nobody will complain, and you'll have that quid for yourself. Right-o, he said cheerily. "'I ain't the man to spoil a bit of sport. Here's the rig, governor.' "'I stuck on his flat blue hat and his white overall, "'picked up the cans, banged my door, "'and went whistling downstairs. "'The porter at the foot told me to shut my jaw, "'which sounded as if my make-up was adequate. "'At first I thought there was nobody in the street. "'Then I caught sight of a policeman a hundred yards down.' and a loafer shuffling past on the other side. Some impulse made me raise my eyes to the house opposite, and there, at the first floor window, was a face. As the loafer passed, he looked up, and I fancied a signal was exchanged. I crossed the street, whistling gaily and imitating the jaunty swing of the milkman. Then I took the first side street, and went up, a left hand turning, which led past a bit of vacant ground. There was no one in the little street, so I dropped the milk cans inside the hoarding and sent the cap and overall after them. I had only just put on my cloth cap when a postman came round the corner. I gave him good morning, and he answered me unsuspiciously. At the moment the clock of a neighbouring church struck the hour of seven.
0: So hang on, he said to the kid, like, OK, I'll give you a pound. You just have to stay here. Never mm-hmm. once kind of told him how he's going to get his stuff back. No. He's like, oh, he you'll said... only be a little bit late. And he's like, so he's walked off with your uniform and all the milk. He's gonna yeah, get, you're now stuck in this guy's house. He's going to get a quid but lose his livelihood. He set him up.
1: And I'm sure he said that this train leaves at ten past seven. So he's cutting it very fine. Yeah. There was not a second to spare. As soon as I got to Euston Road, I took to my heels and ran. The clock at Euston Station showed five minutes past the hour. At St Pancras, I had no time to take a ticket, let alone that I had not settled upon my destination. A porter told me the platform, and as I entered it, I saw the train already in motion. Two station officials blocked the way, but I dodged them and clambered into the last carriage. Three minutes later, as we were roaring through the northern tunnels, an irate guard interviewed me. He wrote out for me a ticket to Newton Stewart, a name which had suddenly come back to my memory, and he conducted me from the first-class compartment, where I had ensconced myself, to a third-class smoker, occupied by a sailor and a stout woman with a child.' He went off grumbling, and as I mopped my brow, I observed to my companions in my broadest Scots that it was a sore job catching trains. I had already entered upon my part. And then the uh, stout woman with a child oh, speaks.
0: she's got a Scottish accent as well, I think. She does treat- as well, does she? I, I think so. Can he, you make he's her putting a- one on. Yeah, he's putting she, one on, but it doesn't say look- that she... Well, look at the, the way it's written out. Maggie, Can we make a Maggie Smith? I oh, know, I wanted Professor McGonagall. Well, <laughs> I suppose you don't
2: need a map to get your seats. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the impotence of that guard, said the lady bitterly. He needed a Scotch tongue to put him in his place. He was complaining of this way and no in a ticket and her no forward till August 12 month, and he was objecting to this gentleman spitting. The sailor morosely agreed, and I started my new life in an atmosphere of protest against authority. I reminded myself that a week ago, I had been finding the world dull. End of chapter.
0: Oh, you know, look, he's slumming it with the lower classes, and thinking oh what a jolly time i'm having
1: not (laughs) boring anymore
0: yeah but you can just see it's like you know when like rich people get to slum it a bit and they think they're really cool and kind of like edgy just because they're not in harrods anymore and they're like down brick lane or whatever (laughs) (laughs) well i mean the the plan seemed to work it'd be interesting to see if the vagrant guy who was walking past and the guy in the window actually did spot him and notice it was him. So these well, people the could is, be hot on his tail. True. He didn't
1: buy a ticket, so there would be no one at the station to sort of interrogate as to, like, where did he buy a ticket for? Yeah. And he literally could not have cut it finer if he tried. Mm. So nobody might, would have been able to follow him.
0: No. Nobody else was would have be been the train. And then basically after the train left, they were able to go, oh, he jumped on that train. Where does that train go? Yeah depends that that on how they irrigated. Yeah. <laughs> Poor milkman. Yeah. <laughs> he just literally started at like four
2: in the morning or some ludicrous hour and just went, yeah, all right. I don't want to get in the way of anyone's sports. Just like, I mean, that, that was where he should have just gone. Should I trust anyone that wants me to swap clothes in a really hasty manner? Yeah.
1: No. I think the only thing that would have made that better is if actually he'd just been wearing his overcoat over his pants and vest and he's just left <laughs> stood there. Like.
2: It either being kinky or a criminal.
0: <laughs> yeah it's true you don't either want
2: either on your tuesday morning as a milkman then don't do it yeah mm. and that's my advice to all milkmen out there who <laughs> listen to the podcast it's
1: there are many of them david so there are
0: mm.
2: it's
1: that early morning uh listen you know perfect mm. we call them
2: the dairy bunch don't we
1: separate <laughs> patreon so I mean, we still don't necessarily know
0: what his plan is overall on how to stop this disaster from happening because he's kind of just no. focused so much on just getting out, just going, right, I just need to get out of this place without being followed, without being caught. But he hasn't really got a plan as to where he's going to do. Yeah. So we've still got quite a lot to kind of work out as to how he's going to stop this murder from taking place and how he's going to save the world, as it were. But uh, I suppose, you know, as average Joe, you probably do just take it one step at a time, and it going, OK, I've got a tail. Let me shake the tail. And now let's kind of work out where I'm going to go and what I'm going to do and how I'm going to stop this.
2: I just imagine him yeah. walking down. We just think it would have been so amazing reading this book in those days because they probably wouldn't have had anything like it. But now I'm like, oh, they're on the train and he like sees it and they, and they're walking down a busy train down the corridor and getting there faster and faster and slowly walking faster and faster and then against the carriage and there's a ladder that goes up onto the roof and then...
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love that you're going that way with the cinematic thing and I'm just imagining him singing his own theme music as he's like running. <laughs> <laughs> Cause What does that sound like? What does that sound like, Oh, it'd be Mission Impossible, wouldn't it? <S vulnerability> <out> yeah, that's what you're so cool doing. And life yeah. is boring anymore. <laughs> it's got kind of like the Emperor's new groove with Crunk or what his name is, where he's like singing oh, his beat yeah. music and like hiding against the wall, and people are walking past, <laughs> like, what are you doing? Yeah. If you just walked normally, you'd have been less conspicuous. <laughs> So, do you want to tell us what the title of the next chapter is then?
1: Oh, heck, yes. I should probably ha- I know the answer to that. Should we
0: not try and guess?
1: Oh, should you we try, try and it? guess? Try. I don't okay. think you will, but you could try. You can try.
0: Are we not make it a feature.
1: Yeah, let's make it a feature. Okay. You- are so we bringing I- back old jingles? Because I could say anyone who's really an old timer would know this jingle Guess what the next chapter's called? Da <laughs> <laughs> da.
0: <laughs> uh, I think because we're in Scotland we are going to go with something Scottish oh and maybe he's still on the train no I reckon it's going to jump straight to Scotland because I don't think anyone managed to jump on the train after him so let's go with like a Highland adventure <laughs> I don't know it sounds like a oh. scented candle <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: oh, no, no, I, I'm going to I'm going to go with I'm going to stay with my there's going to be a minute on the train like someone's followed him um and it would be something like the the altercation in the
1: cafe cart oh that's a good <laughs> title i like it yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> the baguette sword fight <laughs> neither of you are right, right however um that's it if i were I, I mean am i handing out sort of you know accolades
0: well i mean there's two there's two distinct things there as well so someone really should get a point if it's the case that like you're still on the train and or someone should get a point if it's the case we're not on the train anymore we're in scotland
1: um I uh, it's hard to tell, but I would imagine it's title. both. Oh okay. Oh. Um what? but I mean but you did say the word adventure, Matt, which is in there. So that's pretty I close. Got, I got got one word right. Yes. You got one match. Uh, but chapter three is called The Adventure of the Literary Innkeeper. Yeah, I wouldn't have got on that. So I I mean, why bother in many ways? Yeah, he's
2: definitely gone off, hasn't he?
1: The what the literary innkeeper? Yeah, literary. What's a literary in An innkeeper who likes reading? I don't
0: know. Well that's what I was thinking. I was like, what? Is it like a librarian? Is it, <laughs> oh is it like is it like a book? <laughs> It'd be, book be
1: like if the three bar. of us ran a B and B. That's what it would be.
2: <laughs> no, it's it's like a library that they got a bar, which sounds like something really like Shoreditch now.
1: Yeah, it does. The literary
2: but innkeepers. It, There's the book club, isn't there? In Britain, But uh
1: They use the um uh, at the Edinburgh Fringe, they use the the library of the the university as a venue slash bar, and it's a pretty trendy place to hang out.
0: Yeah, no. Looking at the on Google for literary innkeeper, everything that's coming up is actually the Thirty Nine Steps, chapter three. So there it's obviously not a term. He's obviously made his own term up. Well,
1: I think it's, it must just be an an innkeeper who happens to be well read. I think that's maybe as simple mm. as it is. I right.
0: I vote librarian. I think it's a librarian. Okay. I think he's going to the library to do some sleuthing and research because they didn't have google in those days <laughs> didn't they Where we'd look up everything oh wow. <laughs> so if you've got any thoughts or opinions on this chapter you can message us on the lazy at gmail.com mm. or if you've got some suggestions of some disguises
2: uh, that our protagonist Ooh. could wear um yeah. you can suggest them uh, on twitter and our handle is at lazy club pod
1: I love that. And if you're particularly um, a, a dab hand at all this technological stuff, you could make a reel of you changing from disguise to disguise. <laughs> Put it on Instagram at Lazy
0: Club Pod. We're also on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Lazy Club Pod, where for the very low fee of $3 a month, you get an extra episode. Uh, we're currently doing Grim Tales. What was the last one we did? Oh, The the Bird, the Saus- Mouse, and the Sausage, the sausage. <laughs> that was the last book we just did, oh which dear. is as crazy as it sounds. If you like the sound of that and that sounds like something you'd be into, then do check it out on there. Otherwise, we will see you next week for Chapter 3 for The Adventure of the Literary Innkeeper. Ooh. Did I get that title right?
1: Yeah, you did, yeah. Boom.
0: See you then. Bye. Bye.